Good evening and welcome to the Vermeng podcast with me, your host, David Kennedy and Axel Galinda. This is the show where we discuss the week's biggest geopolitical stories. This week, we have the Biden administration recognizing the Armenian genocide, the emergency summit called by ASEAN in response to the Myanmar violence, and the president of Chad dying in conflict. I'll hand over to Axel to begin with Armenia. Thank you, David. So on Saturday, 24th of April, uh, 2021, um, US President Biden uh, was uh, in a speech recognizing the Armenian genocide, uh, a series of massacres and violence that took place uh, between 1915 uh, and uh, 1923, in the context of the first world war carried out by uh, the ottoman turks uh, which uh, killed armenians allegedly for supporting uh, the opposing sides in the conflict that's a relevant historical event and it bears a symbolic importance also given the fact that biden has been the first u.s president ever to acknowledge this genocide, this violence as genocide. Neither previous President Obama, for instance, or Trump or uh, other American ones uh, uh, ever uh, acknowledged the violence as a genocide. Terms matter and history definitely still uh, is in the minds of uh, peoples. The reaction by the Turkish Foreign Ministry was harsh. They condemned the declaration even though Armenian, um, the Armenian government uh, welcomed, also given the fact that this will likely strengthen tie, in tides, uh, ties between um, Armenia and the United States as well. Thanks, Axel. So yeah, you mentioned that obviously this genocide took place in the context of World War One, so a very long time ago. Uh, yeah, close to a century ago it's obviously still very much a disputed issue uh, between turkey and armenia and turkey has been denying its involvement in it for some time what do you think is the real geopolitical significance of this seemingly symbolic move by the biden administration well we can see this declaration in the context of uh, both uh, us turkish ties and U.S.-Armenian relationships, as we were mentioning before. If we start from Armenia, uh, we can uh, understand how Prime Minister Pashinyan welcomed Biden's move, given the fact that he needs to buy foreign support as well uh, in the aftermath of his defeat uh, in the Nagor recent Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. In that regard, Armenia needs uh, to hedge closer to the West, and Biden is doing exactly this kind of uh, uh, choice, given the fact that he wants to uh, earn Armenian, the Armenian government's trust and friendship uh, in order to undermine the growing, potentially growing influence over Armenia itself uh, by Russia, given the fact that Russia is one of the closest allies of Armenia in the Caucasus region. However, if we see that from a uh, US-Turkish perspective, we know that uh, the diplomatic relationships between the two countries are uh, fraught at the moment. There are uh, 
live in difficult times, uh, also given the volatile uh, behavior that Turkey is posing uh, respect to regional neighbors and uh, competitors as well. Turkey is a middle-sized uh, power in the Middle East, is one of the main actors, and uh, its choices will definitely influence the future of the area. Therefore, uh, strain, further straining relationships between the United States and Turkey could be problematic for the US, even though we know that Turkey values a lot of uh, a lot its history, given that they rejected the claims by Biden on historical grounds, uh, but also they want to maintain uh, the French the friendship and the military alliance with uh, the United States. Uh, Turkey is currently living a deep economic crisis, uh, also a relative uh, uh, condition of isolation in the near Middle Eastern scenario, where uh, neighboring countries such as Greece or Israel are building uh, stronger ties. Therefore, uh, Turkey is playing a delicate diplomatic game, uh, and they know that they need to balance their wars. Therefore, uh, I don't believe uh, that their rejection of uh, Biden's claims uh, will deeply affect uh, US-Turkish ties in the actual long term. Now moving on to the emergency summit held by ASEAN on Myanmar. Over the last weekend, Indonesia hosted in Jakarta a, an emergency summit for uh, the Southeast Asian uh, organization uh, called ASEAN regarding the current crisis taking place in Myanmar. Since the 1st of February 2021, uh, military is empowering the former British colony, Burma, and a series of repeated violence against civilians and uh, opposition politicians is unfolding, which caused around 500 deaths so far. The summit, which was called by the Indonesian president, Yoko Widodo, is aimed, was aimed at diffusing tensions and uh, in particular, discussed with uh, the military junta's, junta's leader, Min Aung Lang. However, we need to stress attention on two factors, nor the opposition uh, representatives were called at the summit. Neither Thailand and Philippines were at, um, present at the uh, meeting. Also, it's interesting to, know, to note how Indonesia wanted to discuss this pressing crisis, which may affect regional stability. I think that didn't happen in 2014 in the aftermath of the Thai military coup. Therefore, uh, the meeting, uh, meeting's outcome uh, were, were five-point diplomatic statement, which called for the cessation of violence with, for constructive dialogue between the parties involved, for a special, special Asian envoy, for humanitarian assistance, and for a delegation to visit the, the country itself in order to discuss with the conflicting parties.
it's also important to note that as part of that five-point plan um, that was agreed, this also included a commitment to begin dialogue between the current uh, government in Myanmar and opposition groups. So it does seem that this agreement is a um, an attempt at a holistic solution to the problems in Myanmar, given the calls for more aid and assistance, um, beginning of dialogue and an ending of violence. But on the actual aims of the agreement, how likely do you think it is that these will be met? It's unlikely that constructive dialogue uh, would be built between uh, the position, the national unity government and uh, the military junta. This is because levels of violence have grown uh, so much that it's uh, quite difficult to actually find a compromise between the two parties. However, we should also consider the fact that ASEAN, uh, by recognizing the State Administration Council, which is backed by the military, gave uh, some form of legitimization uh, to the military junta by actually treating them uh, as the only legitimate uh, actor to talk with. Uh, that regard, uh, Indonesia in particular, the, the leader country of the summit and the other Asian members likely agreed on the fact that it's better talking with uh, the military in order to avoid the further violence and an increased number of deaths, which would have been caused if they would have supported uh, the opposition in a staunch manner. Therefore, we believe that Myanmar would definitely go through months of uh, political unrest and instability, but the risks of civil war in the aftermath of the summit could be avoided. Now, third and finally, uh, we're going to go to Chad, where the president has recently died. On the 20th of April, Chadian president Idris Deby ruled the country from 1919 to 2021, was killed in action for violence during clashes against the front for change and change and conquered in charge in Chad. The rebel group is uh, based in Libya and is active in, nor in the northern areas and regions of the country. The B died in Mao, exactly in the Kanem region. And the rebel offensive, the rebels were advancing uh, towards the capital in Jamena is strategic hub of the country, also considering the fact that Chad is located in the middle of the Sahelian region, which lies at the heart between Western Africa and uh, Sudan and neighboring countries uh, in Northern Africa as well. The insurgency was carried out in the context of the uh, victory, electoral victory by the B, which obtained uh, amid the fraud allegations, a sixth term for power. His death uh, turned the military into the key power broker, and his son, Mahmoud Debi, 
will uh, rule the country leading the military for 18 months uh, with the confirmation and the backing by France, which was one of the main uh, allies of the Bihi himself during his uh, somewhat dictatorial rule. Given he ruled Chad uh, for so long, he was obviously one of the longest serving uh, leaders, uh, remaining leaders in Africa, obviously until very recently. What significance do you think this will have for Chad and also the wider region? For Chad, uh, we preempt a, a series of uh, uh, domestic power struggles will take place over the next months and years. Considering the fact that uh, the Bee's family itself is fragmented between uh, the current leader Mahmoud Debi and uh, Zakaria Idris Debi, belonging to the Zagawa ethnic group, uh, we could also consider the fact that the fax offensive uh, this group was created in 2016 could bolster the capabilities of uh, the overall military arm opposition. There are several other groups which are based in Northern Chad and um, whose armed infrastructure works uh, through the Chadian-Libyan border. Therefore, uh, this conflict uh, could escalate further if there would be no Turks and compromise uh, in the near term, as demonstrated by the refusal by the military to go into Turks with uh, the main rebel group. However, if we see that from a regional perspective, Chad was a key ally for France and other Western countries in uh, the Sahelian region, as we mentioned before. Chad was belonging to both uh, the G5 Sahel, which is a key stakeholder in preventing the, preventing the spread of uh, violent jihadism in the region, in particular involving the Liptaka Gurma region, and also a member of the multinational joint task force, which is active in the Lake Chad region. As we know in the Lake Chad region, jihadist groups mainly characterized by Boko Haram have been active since a few years. And uh, for example, in April 2020, the Bees forces managed to counter the advance by Boko Haram itself, uh, which was uh, a strategic victory in order to prevent the spread of uh, violent Judaism in the area. However, violent extremist groups uh, may be proliferating uh, if uh, a strategic country such as Chad uh, could be destabilized due to domestic struggles for power itself. Also, the repeated rebel insurgencies that took place in 2006, 2008, 2019, and also the start in April 2021 could further hamper internal inter-ethnic relationships while also destabilizing governance and service provision means by the gov the central government. Therefore, uh, Chad will go through delicate period and uh, regional stakeholders will have to take care about and uh, pay attention closely to what's going to take place uh, within the country. 
Thanks again, Axel. Um, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, thank you, everyone listening, for joining me, David Kennedy, on the Vermeng podcast. Join us again next week to discuss the big geopolitical issues because information matters. Mm-hmm.